0: Hello, everybody. I'm Rick McCutcheon. I'm a Dynamics 365 Business Applications MVP, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Digital Adoption Talks. Today, there are over 300,000 business professionals with digital adoption in their job titles on LinkedIn. On this show, along with my co-host, Joachim Schiermacher, CEO of ClickLearn, we talked to some of the leading digital adoption experts in the Microsoft ecosystem, and we've got one today. I want to welcome this week's guest, Heidi Neuhauser, Dynamics MVP. Heidi, say hello to the audience.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me, Rick.
0: Okay, fantastic. So we're going to start off with the first question to Heidi. Tell us about your D365 history, and what are you doing now with ReEnhanced, which is your company? And let's talk about the outstanding content you're now creating for the Microsoft Ecosystem.
1: Yeah, sure. So my journey in Dynamics 365 started as an end user. So I was a customer, and I was a system administrator at a couple different organizations, a Fortune 100 company, a small nonprofit, um, and a medium-sized education company, which gave me a really interesting background of how people not only use Dynamics CRM, but also how users embrace it or reject it and why and kind of build some different strategies to reach different users. So I, I like that I have that in my past because I feel like it gives me a different perspective. The last Absolutely. five years I've been on the partner side, so I've been implementing Dynamics. So I've always approached it from a system admin perspective because I have so many of my formative years in system admin, which also involved and user training and getting people using the system. So it's kind of my history and why I'm focused on user adoption. And the question about content is really interesting too, because I feel like a a lot of the content that I create develops from me searching for an answer, from me trying to find how to do something. And if I can't find it, I kind of dive in, I like to get hands-on with things and learn it that way. And I figure if I have that question, I'm sure other people do too. So I drive a lot of the content from things that I need to do in the real world, in Dynamics. I'm in there every day. I'm our system admin at re so, you know, we drink our own Kool-Aid here. And it's been really, really neat developing content from that perspective. So everything that I'm building, everything that I'm creating on my blog or on my YouTube channel or for a customer is really focused on what problem can I solve and I, I try to be really, really conscious of the language that I use in my content to kind of be less technical with my speaking and more business-minded, which I think is really fun. Did I answer all of your questions?
2: Uh, that's that's a good start. Uh, Jochen, would you like to add anything?
1: <laughs> no,
2: I think that, that I've had the, the privilege of following your blog for quite a while, and I think there's some super interesting and, and cool content there, and um, I'm, I'm uh, I was excited to see uh, how far you're going. And I think one of the things that is defi- uh, definitely lagging in, uh, in the customer engagement space is that you know uh, out of out of the box processes for doing things, it's limited, right? and And you know, Microsoft had the uh, learning pathway that they tried to integrate into the solution, but they left it basically to the partners to enable that, and that didn't really take off.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think
2: that they removed it again. Uh, as, as kind of not really succeeding, but I think that uh, the instructional videos and how do you do specific things in in uh, customer engagements is uh, is necessary, because we have. I think that when I go into an average screen, uh, you know, an average form inside uh, Dynamics I maybe I will have access to around 114 different functions in one single uh, screen. So the idea, if someone comes to you uh, and says, but it's a web application right you don't need that much training in this it's like really that's wrong that's completely off right you really need training in order to understand some of the advanced topics in, in you know advanced search how do you search uh, for things how do you how do you bring that to life it's it's a uh, uh, just uh, enormous areas and I think that you know these types of blocks are going to come up I look forward to the day when we're bringing that content into the experience of the uh, application so meaning that we in the context of the user, are capable of serving Heidi's uh, content directly, in the face, inside, uh, CE. You don't need to go to the blog. You got it right in front of you. That I think will be tremendously exciting.
1: Yeah, that would. And be if really I can just, mute. oh
2: go ahead.
0: and if I can just comment on you know Heidi. Um, Like watching your journey kind of through the lens of the user group community, you know, all of a sudden this Heidi Neuhauser starts showing up at meetings and she starts leading events and next thing I know she's an MVP and it happened very, very quickly. So uh, I think you're absolutely on the right track uh, on the angle you come with when you teach people, right? You know, really, there's, there's a lot of MVPs out there that I think just get too technical and narrow it down to, you know, who's going to use this? Well, yeah, a programmer going to use it. But I think what the community really needs is exactly what you said, Heidi. Like, who's using the system? Who's administrating the system? And then how do we how do we pull all that together?
1: Yeah. So my next
0: question, go oh, ahead. Go, no, go I ahead. just
1: want to make one last comment. So that that's a great point. There's a lot of really excellent technical content out there for developers. But with this rise in citizen developers, I think the the low code or even better, no code tools that you have available to you and kind of driving your content around that is more important now than it ever was before.
0: Which kind of leads to the next question. What do you feel the role of content creators will be in like digital adoption now and in the future?
1: It's a really interesting question. So I feel like good user adoption and good content kind of go hand in hand. Like your content should support Your user adoption strategies right and like like we were saying if you can have contextual information at the moment of the user's need and provide it in small easy to digest chunks like a tiny little video or a short little how-to or maybe just like a diagram whatever you can create just to have it available at the moment that user needs it without them having to leave the application. I know there are there's like the skeleton of the potential to build this in CE today with the custom learning path and kind of customizing your, your help pane, but it, it's a little limited. It might not be the best experience, but I feel like, again, just really remembering who you're developing the content for is probably the biggest struggle. So, if you're you're rolling out dynamics for sales, that's probably a bit of different content that you're going to build. You have to use their dialect. You have to understand what words make sense to them, what's going to resonate with them. And if you can reflect that in all of your content, it's going to be used and embraced more widely, and then you end up with content that complements your user adoption strategy and continues to help reinforce all the good habits that you want with the digital adoption.
2: Yokum, uh, would you like to add anything? No, I, I think that there's there's a there's a gap here right in this uh, trinity of hell that that we've built up with with the partners on one side, vendor, and then the customer at the end of of uh, the entire journey. The, the problem here is that that when we start from a vendor perspective, it's very very difficult. It's 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 an almost impossible task to actually go in and understand all the processes that someone builds on top of your technology. From a partner perspective, they're not getting paid to do that, and they cannot do a repeatable business model in delivering that content. So the customer is very often stuck on their own. And I can see, you know, the, that the way that that uh, people are training today in in IT, they don't sit down for six hours and watch a video. They want fast. Uh, they they want like one minute, two minute uh, interactions, and they want to get it to the point immediately. And there's a whole new generation coming up. That has, I mean, absolutely no attention span in terms of software not working. They're used to uninstalling apps all the time. If they can't bring it to work in two seconds, they're out. And I think that we need to understand how to cater for that audience. And they are—they're the YouTubers, right? they whenever they have a problem in their life, whatever it is—love, uh, uh, you know, the drinking wine, whatever—they're gonna go to YouTube and they're gonna watch something for one minute, right?
0: No, maybe so, even 30 seconds on TikTok, right? So, exactly. Uh, TikTok, that's,
2: that's going to be I a think, chance for us.
0: And, and Heidi's comment about, let's say we'll use a salesperson as an example. Most of the training out there, you know, doesn't tell a salesperson how to create an opportunity, how to save that opportunity and say, change the stage. That's, that's what the sales rep wants to do. You know, if we're using a product like Click Learn, we can we can go in there and create these snippets that do exactly what the user, because that sales rep's going to use that application very differently than the customer service or the field service or the administrator. And I think a lot of people think, well, you know, just let's put the training together and, and this is how we'll train everybody. Mm-hmm. So, our next question, Heidi, I want you to take off your your content hat, put on your partner hat for a second, and what can partners do better to really support digital adoption in, you know, with their current customers they've already deployed and in future projects?
1: That is a difficult question, Uh, and so much of it comes down to developing and documenting your business process like we were talking about before having all of that defined and understood and embraced and then bringing in the content because a lot of times you are building the content you're like okay let me just train on how we're going to go lead to opportunity and what the steps and stages are and then you discover like oh no this international sales group does it one way, and then the domestic sales does it a different way. And then you end up with disparate processes and training different people, and then your content becomes really confusing. So clearly defining your processes, using language like as an internal sales rep, and then wording your requirements that way from the person first. What does this user group need to accomplish? All of that's gonna help. The team who's building your content to build the right content for the right people. Um, so I guess that's one tip I would have.
2: Okay,
0: great. Uh, Jochen, would you like to add anything about how you know what can partners do now and in the future to really help their customers?
2: Yeah, I, I think that that. One of the things that I often see in content is that we take the assumption that motivation lies within description, right? So the idea that we describe a process is motivating enough for you to do it, but we are dealing with adults, not not children. You don't need to motivate why you need to do math, uh, at least not not in not in any adult sense. Uh, you, you can simply state, look, you got to learn this and they're going to sit down and listen to it. But if you're talking about sales reps, uh, you got to motivate, to, to explain why we are doing this. And I think that that goes into sort of the, the multimedia world. I think that, that the video content and many of the things that you are doing, Heidi, where you're putting, you're putting yourself in the role of, of uh, the person that is sitting at the keyboard is very important in terms of motivation. Uh, The second part of that is obviously there's a performance support. I know 90% of the task, I just need to have the last two steps. I don't need to watch a a 30-minute motivational video on that. I just need to get the steps done. And that's where we drive in the performance support. But I think that what we will see in the future is more uh, multimedia content in there. And I think that uh, the partners are going to look for technology that can provide all of that into a single box.
0: Perfect. Okay, Heidi, um, for the last closing question, any closing thoughts on content on digital adoption that you'd like to share with our audience?
1: Yeah, I'll just share a desire that anyone out there who's creating content, just remember, your job is to help somebody to do their job faster, more efficiently, quicker. And, and you have the power. Isn't that exciting to like help create something that's going to make somebody's life easier? And when you're, when you're building your content, just make sure that you point out all of the ways that the, the technology of the platform is going to enhance the user adoption. If you can automate a report that saves somebody two hours a week, just focus on the what's in it for me for those user groups, and it will be different for your different user groups. So really, put on your hat to kind of sit down and feel what it's like to be them and your content will have a way better reach than you can ever imagine.
2: Perfectly said. Joachim, would you like to close with anything today? No, I, I wouldn't. I would like to ask a question because now we have Heidi in the room, right? So so I actually have a question. The low-code, no-code platform, that, the citizen development, which I know that you are you are absolutely one of the proponents about. Um, how? How do you see that moving forward inside the uh, CE uh, dynamic CE environment, and how and how do you how do you see that changing user ad- adoption?
1: It's a really good question. There have been so many enhancements in the world of natural language. This is what I've been diving into lately. So taking AI models and applying them to things it's a little outside of CE, but it, it ties it to things like Power right. Automate. So now. You know, as a citizen developer, a no-code person, I love Power Automate. I think it's such a cool tool where you can automate many things, but I can only take it so far before I need to call in a developer and have them write an expression or have them take it where I want it to go. I can make the bones, but I can't put them in the right order or I can't define the flesh layer that goes on top of it. But now they are rolling out natural language, so I can just say what I want from a business scenario and it builds that flow for me it's amazing and I just was recording power tips um, with Kylie Kaiser and Malcolm McCulley and we were diving into natural language that's within Power FX on Power Apps which is amazing so you could say show me the top 10 and it writes the Power FX formula bar for me so I think yeah. This is another example of how the technology is improving so much that it's going to continue to empower citizen developers to do all of these things on our own. And it's going to save, you know, the developer skill set for more intense things that they probably like better, right? Like build me this custom thing from scratch and they get to go do that. And then our citizen developers continue to build things that we didn't even think was possible a few years ago. <laughs> So I'm excited to see where all of this goes and how it's all on the Dataverse platform, which is the same as CE. So everything they're doing on Dataverse is going to affect us in CE. So it's just going to be even more powerful, the things that we can do inside of CRM that are just so much farther beyond the old boundaries of customer service and sales and marketing. It's just exciting.
0: Perfect. Okay, I want to thank you both for joining us today, and I'm sure we'll be back to you in the near future, Heidi, to talk more about digital adoption. Thank you, Joachim. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. Bye for now.